And we're live. Hopefully the mic is working. This is Spot Dodge, a live Nintendo podcast. I'm here tonight with John Frischo from The Escapist. How you doing, John? I am here, my friend. He's here. <laughs> and I'm also with Greg. Excited. Greg Vargas from PC Invasion and Twitch streamer over at Dynamite Giraffe. How you doing, Greg? Hey, man. Doing good. And I forgot to mention at the top, I am Brett Medlock, and this is Spot Dodge, <laughs> a Nintendo podcast where every Tuesday night we react to the latest Nintendo news and talk about the games we are playing. Now, today, it's going to be sort of just a casual, relaxed show. We're just going to talk about what we've been playing and talk about that direct, because those are like the main two things. So Hold on, let me uh, unbutton my pants first. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so I'll okay. just throw it to, first up, just straight to Greg. What did you think of the direct? Man, um, it was probably the first time uh, that I watched a direct that I wasn't able to really to like watch it, watch it. I was like half listening. I was at work uh, and I was watching it on my phone, but I had my headphones on and stuff. And uh, but I was still, you know, just as excited to see like <laughs> I was standing in my cubicle, like talking to myself, like, oh, my God, they actually did it. They actually brought Mother through. And then we're like, oh, it's Clone Noah. Oh, no, look how good it looks. And then I was like, oh, look, Kirby, they turned him into a car. Kirby, <laughs> and I, mouthful, like, we got to talk about that. I was just like so contained, at, like all the stuff I was seeing. And, and But I was really excited. You know, I, I said that the week before um, the direct happened or the, the night before it happened. I was like, expectations are really high, and and I feel like they're gonna bring a lot of stuff, and and I feel like Nintendo really did that. It was, I, I felt, you know, as soon as I saw the Xenoblade Chronicles three, like I felt happy for you. You know, I knew you were gonna be excited, oh, yeah. beyond belief about that. And then I saw your reaction video, and I was like, I knew he was gonna be this excited. <laughs> yeah, that was the only one I ended up posting. I, I also got super hyped for Mario Strikers, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah th those were like the two big ones for me. Otherwise, there was some pretty cool stuff in there, but it was just all sort of just tame for me personally. But John, did anything blow your socks off? Yeah, basically like that half a dozen announcements from Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, live and <laughs> live. It felt like half the show was just Square like being, and then we've got this coming, and then we've got this coming, and then we've got this coming. It's like, yeah, buddy. Like, I think they just put on this event for me specifically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, Live Alive, I've been waiting like forever for. Like, me personally, I've been waiting like at least a decade for this. So that was, that was crazy. Yeah, and just to bring I'm, the viewers up to yeah. speed, this is a Japanese game. Well, obviously, <laughs> this is a Square game that never <laughs> came to the West before right 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 I it's, think... it's always been asked by fans but it's never happened until now yeah i i think it came out in 1994 in japan and Damn. it was created by the guy who pretty much designed final fantasy 4 and he would go on to be one of the directors on chrono trigger so this is like a dude who's been around the block and this is kind of like his like kind of like his most precious baby like his other games he was kind of like sharing creative tasks and whatnot but this was like full takashi takita like live alive is his thing and uh even if you look on twitter he just seems to be like the happiest guy in the world that this thing's coming back and i'm right i was there gonna with ask if he was like still around because uh, if he's from like 94 he could have been older back then so I, I didn't know if he was still around but yeah, that's yeah, awesome. like it, it feels like it doesn't do as much these days, or at least the stuff he's working on, like isn't as high profile, but like this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And it looks really cool. Like all the different, like we're, t we're, 
we're used to seeing the the typical like i don't know jrpg that's like fantasy and we're, and we're also used to like to the school uh jrpgs but there's stuff mm-hmm. in this that looks really different for a jrpg like a cowboy main character there's like yeah. a ninja or something like that and uh, yeah the environmental diversity looks awesome yeah each character has their own story in their own timeline and then at the very end of the game, it all comes together in like this kind of loose way. Like it's not like, my God, I can't believe they tied this to this. No, it's it's nothing that deep. <laughs> it just it almost kind of just sort of like throws them all in a blender and was like, and now you're together. But um, <laughs> the individual stories are really fun, and they're all like really distinct scenarios. Like the there's this one in the far future where you play as a robot, and it kind of becomes the movie Alien which you definitely would not expect. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's another story that's basically just like Street Fighter 2, but as an RPG. Hell (laughs) yeah. I'm assuming you you play like a fan translation. Yeah, yeah, like a decade ago. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) That's really cool. So so like a lot of of it visually like, you know, was part of this whole like remaster movement and, and giving like additional depth to like a lot of these older older games but how much how much of the the like visuals that you see in the trailer and stuff like how different is that from the original um i think they used a few of the original textures like in places where like they could but a lot of this i think is brand new because like if like yeah looking at this art a lot of these sprites are like much larger just generally physically larger than the original sprites if if you go back and look at like 1994 Live Alive, it uses like these tiny sprites. Like it looks kind of like Final Fantasy IV, which came out in 1991, I want to <laughs> say. So like it was three years removed from that and still looked like that. So like the graphics mm. weren't always amazing in the original. I still liked it, but yeah, this is this is definitely an upgrade here. Yeah, like I gotta say, with Square doing these like HD remasters along with these like new games like Triangle Strategy and, and Project Octopath Traveler, that's a that's cool. okay. So we got um, uh, Project Octopath Traveler or just Octopath Traveler, just, and then yeah. and then we got Triangle Strategy, and there was another one that's get that's getting a remaster that's not this, but what was it? <laughs> Dragon um, Quest Three yeah. HD 2D remake. <laughs> yeah, Dragon That's Quest Three, and now HD Live Alive 2D remake. He wasn't done. There's still part of the title left. <laughs> Seventeen more syllables here. <laughs> so, it, so that's four games. Plus, if you want to count, like, didn't Octopath get like an iPhone game that's different? Um, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of like a gotcha thing, and they recently finally announced it's going to get an English release, which is surprising. Came yeah. out like what two years ago. Yeah, well, basically what I was getting at is I am not even close to getting tired of this style because I think it looks <laughs> stunning in every single one of these games. I'm just fascinated by it. And uh, it's a shame I haven't even played Octopath Traveler, but... <laughs> oh, really? Um, I mean, I've started it, like, a little bit, but I haven't really, like, put much time into it. But it's it's a stunning game. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get to it sooner or later and hopefully Triangle Strategy and the Dragon Quest game and Live Alive. <laughs> <laughs> All they all they all look fantastic. What do you think about these this this HD two D stuff? Who me or Greg? Uh, both of you guys. Greg, I'm tossing <laughs> it to Greg. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can I have an appreciation for the art style, but you know, me being me, I don't know. Uh, JRPGs are just not my thing whatsoever. But I I you know the this whole time I was all I could think about was 
you know, as 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 much as Square Square Onyx has this big library of of modern style games, and it's like, you know, where do you really take those from from the point that we we're at, you know, a couple years ago, uh, you know, like Laura Croft Tomb, Tomb Raider, uh, you know, revisiting that franchise. Uh, the same with Just Cause, you know, they like where where and then the loss of uh, of you know having Hitman of one as one of their published franchises. It's like what where do they really go? And it, it seems to me like they just went back to their roots as like traditional RPG creators, and and I think this is really working for them. And I think they you know especially with Octopath Traveler that they they found like this weird new audience while servicing their older audience and i don't know i i just find it really interesting that the direction they're taking their business when they could be you know much larger in scale but they're doing it in a different way yeah i I really feel like square and capcom have really hit their stride the past few years by like offering a variety of games that are high quality and making fans happy and bringing back classics i feel like they just they've both been nailing it lately what do you guys think yeah yeah i i totally agree in fact, I, I recently wrote an article that Square Enix liked enough yeah. to retweet where <laughs> that was awesome. basically I was saying that, you know, yeah, Square's kind of hit like a new golden age where like they're it for years it used to be that like they would like put out like ports or sometimes sequels of their old properties, like even on PSP, like they made a third Parasite Eve, the third birthday. I've never played I, those games, but I played that it was something year. they did. Yeah. and like but the thing was like it always just sort of felt like this like extra thing like here it is on the side yeah. anyway final fantasy and uh but in the past couple years like the the way they they approach their pr for these games has really changed like they, uh when they care way more it seems like yeah exactly like when um when trials of mana came out like obviously we all knew that was not going to do final fantasy seven remake numbers, but it came out around that same time. And there were a Mm -hmm. bunch of people that Mm -hmm. were still stoked for this game and square Enix at least put in the effort to make it feel like these games are on like roughly similar footing, you know, and Mm -hmm. that game sold over a million units, you know, like, yeah, that's surprising. Slice it a million units. Really, really good. (laughs) Especially like when you can tell the game, it, it wasn't like an ugly game or anything like, but you could tell, it was a budget title compared to something like Final mm. Fantasy VII Remake that looks like it's absolutely insane budget. Definitely. Um, but on that same token, that game is also a very large visual upgrade on the Secret of Mana remake that yeah. a lot less people bought because it looked so budget. I never yeah. played it because it looked so budget. <laughs> yeah, like the chibi like 3D model ones that they did. I think they released on Vita, the, the yeah, Secret of the, Mana and Sword of Mana. Yeah. Or Adventure of Mana, I mean. That could um, be. I beat Adventure of Mana on Vita, and uh, I had to use a guide because I don't understand how anyone <laughs> could know where to go in that game unless you had a guide. Like, how do people okay. used to beat games? You cheated. <laughs> call the Nintendo hotline. <laughs> yeah, you call the hotline. You hope each game, game had pro. the answer. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like, so, when I started it... Oh, well, go ahead, Greg. No, I, I was just curious... Uh, you said like you know their PR, you know seems to to care and like that's something I I never really hear anybody talk about you know on on podcasts or anything, is like the actual like business side of of games reviews and and you know having a conversation with a PR representative from a company, you know and how do you like build that relationship because like even from my experience like 
I, I was like one of the first people in our old camp to really connect with like a lot of these big publishers, EA, Square, Capcom, you know, and I always seem to find a way to get in touch with somebody. But for whatever reason, Square was always like this outlier. Like they either <laughs> were wanting to have a, uh, a talk to us and, and possibly send us a code no matter how good our numbers were in terms of like traffic or they would like completely ignore us and then maybe get a code like a couple of weeks after like a game released or like a bigger titles. But it's like, I, I'd just be curious, like just from your experience, how that's kind of shifted from where they were when, when I was dealing with them for things like Tomb Raider, Just Cause, and then now, you know, to, to how they're approaching these games and handling them. Mm. I mean, to be honest, I can't really say how much they've changed like their, their PR strategy, so to speak, as far as like outreach to various publications. I think, mm, honestly, I have a hard time even remembering now, like how I became like one of those people they reach out to. I forget, mm. I forget what it was. I even would have reviewed, like I, I must've just gotten on somebody's list one way or another. Like to this yeah. day, we can all agree that like getting PR to like talk to you is like, a, still like very much an arcane art. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're dealing with like primarily like like indie budget games from like mid-tier publishers like they're happy to tell like everyone on the earth with like a business email about their game like yeah. no problem like <laughs> but when you get to like the really major players then yeah it they're more selective and it makes sense but like getting them to talk to you sometimes that that is more of a mystery than i think it needs to be but again i have been having better luck with it lately so I think yeah. I think it really to an extent maybe it really is like a like a survivor sort of deal like they notice the people that are still there after a few years. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I've always found it interesting too that like you know even just dealing with PR in general as, as soon as the the we turn the corner on content creation streamers YouTube content creators as soon as we started getting more and more into that and to where, you know, Twitch was really popping off and, and all that, it, it, I feel like it just like kind of changed the like gaming PR for the better, honestly. Like I felt like it got more, a little bit, a little bit more casual at that point where, you know, people were, you know, you could, you could, you know, develop a relationship with somebody hi, I'm Mr. Gregory Vargas, and I'm with blah, 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 blah. And then they started to get more casual oh. in conversation, like, hey, what's up, dude? I got a code for you if you want it. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> like, those are, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the kind of PR people I like. Yeah. But. yeah, like, it's it's so strange how some games, like, their approach is to be super secretive and stern about who gets codes, what happens. And that's and Nintendo. Then, <laughs> yeah, and, and then there's other <laughs> ones that are just, like, they'll just send you like the first email they send you will have the code in it already. And they'll just be like, yeah. uh, just, just yeah. uh, follow this embargo. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Um, yeah. Like I just got a code for um, uh, the Assassin's Creed games on switch and that's Ubisoft. And they just mm. sent to the code yeah. over. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like with like no like prior email or, or anything. Um, so I thought that that was kind of cool actually, but still surprising from Ubisoft. But yes, yeah, it's, it's just weird how how like some games like uh, Nintendo's extra bad lately. Um, yeah, I think it's because of the leaks. Like ever since uh, yeah. it happened with yeah. a, I think it was a 3DS game. It was like it was like a Mario and Luigi game that it, it really changed everything. But that was like years back, and that's when they started like being more stern. 
But then more recently, Metroid Dread was obviously on online. Like you could download it like days before the game came out. Um, so that really pissed them off. So now, so now like apparently for the people that do get it early, you have to like send them your Switch like a uh, serial number and stuff. What which the is hell? Crazy. <laughs> that is wild. And for some reason, like if you if you have an OLED switch, you can't like it, that one's not allowed. You you have to have an an, an original switch to get a review code. <laughs> I don't weird. understand why. There's just these weird rules now. Fascinating. Yeah, okay. I, I I don't know. I've been kind of following like the whole shuffle from closing their one of their buildings and and you know having people move offices and uh, people like uh, what's that dude Kit and uh, yeah Kit and Krista. Krista, yeah, oh, I saw yeah, that they, they signed their own podcast, it. yeah, yeah. But even just like I met him in like, like 2012 or something. Oh, really? Something, yeah, something strange like that. And and just to think that you know he was around for so long, and now they're doing this PR shuffle, and and I, I just wonder how it, if that's impacting it, if it's COVID too. But you know, but I think you know they're more heavily relying on digital communication instead of going to. The game developers conference or to e3 or to pax or to you know south by southwest or or something you know where there's pr there but i don't know i just i've just always found that super interesting is like from trying to like really break into the industry now having just like codes willy-nilly thrown at you <laughs> yeah it's sort of right. like it, it's sort of strange how you sort of just get like i remember when i first started i was like Oh my god! I I got a game early. Like that is the coolest thing that's yeah. ever happened. <laughs> yeah. And um, like I I can't remember the first game it was, but then that was like a big moment for me. And then another big moment was reviewing a Nintendo game early, like from Nintendo. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! It was freaking. It was wasn't even a, a a great game. It was uh Donkey <laughs> Kong. It was something tipping stars, like Donkey Kong something tipping stars. It came out on 3ds tipping and stars? Wii U. Are you picking uh, this up? That was the first Nintendo game I ever reviewed. Tipping oh. Stars. Mario, Mario versus, versus Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Mario versus stars. Donkey Kong, yeah. <laughs> so that was okay. a, so that was like a huge breakthrough moment for me. And then sooner or later, you just slowly, it's like, you don't even care anymore. <laughs> and you just take it for granted. <laughs> I still get excited. Like, if I haven't reviewed a game in a long time. But, you know, having something early and, and you know, just... I, stopped. I used to like... I don't know. I used to only want to review a game if I got it early because I don't really like <laughs> writing that much. But I do like talking about games way more than I like writing about games. That's why Fred I like is them. among the video game elite. Like that's why I'm, that, that's why I'm transitioning video game on release day. I'm transitioning Putting to video words. and podcast because I'm on paper. I'm not writing anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just funny that like I don't know. We're just. Uh, he doesn't know, guys. We don't know. You don't know either. <laughs> I don't. Life's a mystery. Let's talk about Mario Strikers. Were either of you guys fans of this series prior? No, I never played the original. I didn't oh, care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me either. <laughs> what? It's fun though, dude. Uh, Mario Strikers I, is literally a blast. And I own it too. You'll have to be the cheerleader then. Oh, really? Yeah. You own it. And you. I'm have pretty it sure play. I have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have it on GameCube. Dude, my brother probably has it on GameCube. Yeah, I'm not even joking when I say that it's like one of the most fun 
party experiences. Like if you have like a group of people over your house and you're, you're all playing Mario Strikers, it's like super intense. Um, unfortunately, like in the original, they made it so easy to get like a super goal, basically, where like all you have to do is like the mm. speedometer happens. You just got to click, click, and then it's like automatic goal no matter what. I'm hoping with mm. this one, it's not so easy to just constantly get goals over and over because with my group of friends, we just had to make a rule like no more like super, no super. Hits. <laughs> yeah, just we, we we just play normal soccer like no no specials, um, <laughs> and it was it was still a blast. Like I just really love games like this. Like like uh, ice hockey on NES kind of reminds me of it. So it's just <laughs> just simple like side scrolling sports game. But, so uh, is this game kind of like basically just like soccer but more aggressive? Oh, yeah. This is the most aggressive you'll ever see all the Mario characters. Like, they are pissed at each other. Like, they're just constantly, like, they look like they had no friendship prior to the match. Like, that they were just absolute <laughs> enemies. And this one looks looks similar to the original, like, with, like, all the characters. Like, they all actually still look pissed off, which I love. But it's funny because it, it, looks, it looks hella fun. Like, it looks Dude, like the kind of game I would, you're gonna I would love like it. playing. But you said um, like you know you played the previous ones with with friends and I don't really have any friends unless they're online. So, well, right. honestly, this will probably have online. <laughs> like, I could I could picture myself getting like actually getting into playing this online because it's a lot of fun. I mean, I don't I don't know if they've announced online. I can't remember, but that would that would be amazing. Probably have. I could picture you picturing yourself playing online. Yeah. I, I also love that art style that it goes into like right before they do like a special hit and i sort of wish the whole game just looked like that just like something like that right there um mm. i sort of wish the whole game just like mixed it up and gave us like a totally different art style because mario doesn't mix up its art style very much so that would have been pretty cool yeah like it'll it'll change art style for like the rpgs and that's yeah. mostly it yeah. <laughs> and like paper mario yeah well that's another rpg well, yeah, yeah. Uh, rpg adjacent these days yeah. but yeah <laughs> and yeah online play will let 20 yeah, players online. join up and compete to become the world's top club holy Dude. shit that's a lot of people greg we are that's playing surprising. this together come on i'd be down to play it get a code <laughs> i'm not gonna get i'll buy it but and it better be before launch it <laughs> yeah. if it's not before launch i don't want it <laughs> yeah i'm not playing <laughs> What's funny is uh, you said RPG, and I've been playing uh, Super Paper or uh, not Super Paper Mario, uh, Super Mario RPG. Oh, nice! I don't remember if I ever f finished it. Like a lot, I haven't played it since I was a kid, but mm. I've been replaying it like these past couple of uh, weeks and just like chipping at it, chipping away at it here and there. Have and you like, been God. playing the original or on the SNES Mini? Uh, on the original. Oh, cool. I want to yeah. say that Water Kirby in the comments says that the Nintendo uh, Direct last week was the best Nintendo Direct ever, 10 out of 10, Whoa. and they love Myers Strikers. Ever. John, was that you? Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Square Enix fanboy. It was all Square Enix, so all right, 11 out of 10. <laughs> I don't but know. Yes. I don't know if I'd call it the best I've ever seen ever, but it was, from my perspective, it was it was very good. That does E three count? I think that counts, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a direct. Correct. Um, yeah. The one that had Donkey Kong—I mean, not Donkey Kong—Banjo uh, being revealed mm. for Smash, and then Breath of the Wild two at the end. Yeah. That was like one of the best directs. That was, that was pretty amazing. insane. And yeah. Animal Crossing reveal. Like, come on! Oh yeah, jeez. My, yeah, that was my favorite stuff. was probably what the puppets. That the one. Puppets. Oh, that was a my, good one. 
I think I was driving to E3 and I had to pull over in my car and like, because I lived you know, three hours north at the time and I pulled over and like watched the whole thing. And I was like the same thing, you know, like I was at my desk. I was like, oh my God, this is so, ah. and like, I, I always get excited for, for directs, even if like people were like, oh my God, that was the worst one ever. But like, I can recall in my mind, you know, being super excited for that one, the switch reveal. I was like, this is awesome. You know, those are, yeah. I, I I think they, they're still, you know, managing to perfect the formula that they created. And, and this, I think was a, a pretty prime example of that, despite, you know, people saying it wasn't the best like Brett, but I still think it was, Me? it was pretty high up there. Did I say Brett that? hates Nintendo confirmed. Did you say it? <laughs> yep. I, I didn't, I <laughs> That's why they won't good. give you any codes. Cause you're a jerk. No, they, they still give us codes. just <laughs> not early, but, um, I liked the direct. I thought it was solid. I had a lot of fun. At the very beginning, I had Strikers. At the very end, I had Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So that's that's more right. than I could ask for. Like that's first off, Strikers. I like if you if you go back and find like random videos of mine, like I will bring up Strikers. So I'm I'm not I'm not faking the hype for that one. Like I've been <laughs> wanting another Strikers game for sure. Um, so I'm just so happy that's coming back. But Xenoblade, I've said this many times. I just fell in love with the series like a few years ago. Like mm. I, I never played the original until the Switch port, and I started with Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I loved that game. And because of Xenoblade Chronicles Three being announced, I finally am getting to, um, what's it called the the expansion for the remaster. Um, oh, the uh, Torna. The, no, no, the no. I mean the, the expansion for for the first game. If that's like Tipping Stars. <laughs> <laughs> it's i forgot Santa the name of it it's escaping me but it's this expansion where you play as uh what's her face i just can't remember nothing so just don't even oh don't even... future connected yes future connected okay. i'm like halfway through that i think and um okay. it's just such an awesome world such a such mm. the music is so good like the yeah, graphics the like fantastic the art, the art style is so solid i just wish it was running at a higher resolution like i saw <laughs> I swear it looks like it's like sub 720p on my TV. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Nintendo. Like, just give me a slightly more powerful Switch because I would love to see this game in 4K. Eh. Or 1080p at least. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a little blurry. <laughs> in That's all they really need, honestly. I've said that for a long time. They, they just really need 1440p. A step above and something to up-res on a 4K TV and you're fine. Yeah, like if you're running 1440p on a 4K TV, you really don't notice that much of a difference if it's native or if it's up-res. Yeah, and I think if it if you have you know 60 to 120 FPS, it's more I feel plausible for them to hit that than than anything else, and I think that'll make a big difference. Yeah, it's really so, interesting. Oh, go ahead, John. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna this go is ahead. Totally Anyways, what I was. <laughs> <laughs> mine was um mine was about uh frames per second i noticed that millie quit barking um i noticed that games that run at 60 fps on the oled switch they look a lot better on that screen but the 30 fps games just don't look as good that was just totally random i just wanted to say that. <laughs> i wonder if it's like screen blur or something i think i think i'm lucky for for the longest, longest time, I said I couldn't tell the difference between frame rates, like in general, and to an extent, actually, I think that's still true. 
But I think yeah. I realized in the past couple of years, I think I've just been using cheap TVs my entire life that like <laughs> wouldn't even display 60 FPS. So, <laughs> like, your TV is like 24 frames per second max. <laughs> like, might as well have been. I don't know. Because like I, I got this awesome new TV vault like at least maybe like a year and a half ago now. And like that thing like shows you, you everything. Noticed, you finally yeah, noticed so I'm like, oh, so this is 60 FPS. And then I'll still switch to like ray tracing mode if you give me that with performance. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't know. It depends on the game, but like, I I would rather have the sweet graphics. A lot of people would just want that 60 FPS. I want the sweet ray tracing. I want to be able to see like the specs in the distance. Like mm. that spec on that building six miles away means a lot to me. And it needs <laughs> to be there. <laughs> yeah, this is where I have to. Uh basically just say that greg was right and uh, anytime i can choose 60 fps i can't go back like i don't want to ever play a 30 fps game now i told uh, you but i was born and bred in the 30 fps and that's that's the thing that i i will say most whenever i talk about you know graphics and and like playing a game at at a higher frame rate is like i still love my nintendo console like i'm never not gonna buy a nintendo console on day one and I'll always own some other console like my Series S. But if I'm going to build something that I'm capable of playing some of these games at that high of a refresh rate or frame rate, then like, and see a difference like that, then why not? Now, you still haven't convinced me that anything above 60 is amazing. Just 60 have you, is have, fine. Have That's you all played I need. anything I'm full settings, 120 60. FPS? My TVs don't support 120, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm that, sorry that's to hear just that. an urban legend, 120 FPS. My next upgrade, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a TV that can do 120, but I don't know. I I still think 60 is enough for me, at least for now. And like I'm just now getting used to it with like um, open world games and stuff that that typically didn't have 60 FPS. I played um, Rocket League at 165. Jesus. So you can lose. There's no reason. <laughs> F you, man. <laughs> like, I will say, no joke, when I started playing on this monitor at that high refresh rate, I would play super late. And when I would go to bed, I could see the flicker in my eyes. Like, when I closed my eyes, I could see it, Jesus. like, shuddering. But, yeah, but one thing that, like, I do, I do like 60 over 30 now, but it's still really easy for me to go back and play old games that are at, like, 15 frames per second like what they were originally like running at and it doesn't really bother me that much but i I know some people like they get physically ill when they have to play like an old ps3 game like i don't know like uh what's a ps3 game kill zone kill zone oh that's a perfect example i was just playing kill zone 3 and it was it it runs it aims for 30 fps aims (laughs) and it's a fps and it was not not great or maybe names for sixty, but either way, the the F, the uh, frames per second. Bottom line, all it was doing was aiming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Underachiever. <laughs> well then, so I don't I don't know if you Brad, if you how much you scrutinize that Xenoblade three trailer, but like story wise, like it already looks more interesting to me personally than the second one did, because like. The whole trailer, it's just people arguing with each other and being like, why are you on that side? Why are yeah. you on that side? We might have to fight about this. <laughs> yeah, I liked the immediate emotion and arguing. And I also did want to yeah. confirm, Killzone, uh, Killzone 2 aims for 30 FPS. 
a first person shooter <laughs> aims for 30 <laughs> fps anyway um yes the uh, xenoblade chronicles 3 it looks first off graphically it looks even better than two even better than two which much hardware we're talking about and i think it looks great um but yeah the story stuff seems really good like the whole aesthetic and everything like like even the flute the flute's awesome like just <laughs> different like that like it, the, for a game that looks and has a very similar to a uh, vibe to the other two games it still mm. seems like it's like distinguishing in itself like being different in many ways you know yeah with all those robots i'm getting more of a vibe to the to the first one and no. i like the first one a lot more so <laughs> that makes me happy did you ever uh, like beat the second one yeah, I did, and I spent, like, a ton of time. Like, I probably put, like, 90 hours into it. It's just oh that the God, entire time, like... I was like, well, I hope it'll get good soon. <laughs> Dude, I've been... So, okay, to be 100% honest, I do not like the combat, really, in either game. Oh, I... okay. But that's not really why I, why I play Xenoblade. Like, I, I yeah. like the world, the music, the characters, the story, all that yeah. stuff. Is the it all based? no it's kind of well, like it's technically turn-based but it's yeah yeah it feels a lot like you're playing an mmo oh, um okay. yeah but yeah pretty much everything aside from the combat in this series i love and obviously that's a big part of it but i just sort of look past it and just deal with it but i'm hoping that this one maybe is better i think the first game's combat was the best that i've played so far like out of this series like i didn't mm -hmm. like xenoblade chronicles 2 uh the combat in that game I thought it was pretty dang bad, to be honest. Um, like, but the first game was didn't every fight in that game start with like cooldowns on your abilities. Like, you couldn't just start by using an ability. I managed to beat that game and never really understand the combat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think I finished that game without understanding like the super special things either. Yeah, yeah like you so. you had to like line up three abilities to do like a special ability. Like you had to do an attack with someone that was the same type of. Um, like I, I forgot what they're called, but I don't know. It was just it was just really confusing for me. But Man, you guys are hooking Let's me just on keep this, it in the uh, past. <laughs> making me want to play this game. I don't understand any of it. <laughs> well, I mean, the original one was so novel because the concept was so cool. Like everyone just lives on top of these two giant creatures that like stopped moving like eons ago, and like that's your mm -hmm. video game. People living yeah. on these giants, and like that was just such a cool, unique idea at the time. And then the second one, like. People are still living on giants, but like now there's more of them and they're more just kind of like giant animals, sort of. And like, I don't know, like the idea started losing a little bit of its luster to me. Yeah. Isn't the rumor, or, or, or maybe they confirm this, that this game will somehow bridge the gap between the two games? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's confirmed in the PR that one way or another it's, it's combining the, the first two games. That's and really cool. Yeah. Those two. It looks like this game, like, yeah, like, I think it might be, like, a dual protagonist setup. Because, like, yeah. even as you're watching the trailer, like, the person you're running around as on the map keeps changing. Like... Now, w Xenoblade Chronicles X, the ugly, mm -hmm. the ugly stepchild of the series, <laughs> um, I was hoping that we were going to get a port before this game, but I'm, I completely have given up hope, and I'm probably just going <laughs> to buy the game on Wii U, because I never actually bought it, yeah. and I always wanted to play it. That game is really good. Too. You can have it. You have it? <laughs> well, there you go. But instead of sending it to you, I'm going to throw it in the trash where it belongs. <laughs> no, dude. Do you, do you really have it, Greg? Because I, I was about to buy it, but I'll buy it from you instead. <laughs> Brett doesn't understand you. <laughs> I'm going to throw it away. 
I was recently just just looking up videos on Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I love the art style of that game. I can't mm-hmm. believe how good it looks still for a yeah, Wii U yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, they said that that like the hardware would be the reason why this game is hard to port, but I don't understand why that why. Like, look at that. Well, That's stunning. So, yeah, it's yeah, it was yeah. For some reason, that looks more beautiful to me than, than like three. Xenoblade <laughs> Two does. Well, maybe, maybe, but yeah, that like yeah. They're <sighs> Man, they're going for game. they have different styles to them, so mm-hmm. it's it's hard to compare. Honestly, it's not. I think Xenoblade Chronicles X still looks the best of them all, but yeah, um, like I don't something about their lighting choices, like it just looks prettier somehow. Yeah, I mean, one thing I do like about um two or one and two, and I'm I'm not sure if X does this, but the environments have a lot of movement to them and that little clip i just saw of x they like nothing was really moving but like in the other two games like the trees and the grass are constantly moving i just i love that in environments i hate whenever trees are just like super still <laughs> well unfortunately i do not remember the tree movements in xenoblade chronicles <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> fired but <laughs> but that game it like takes place like like specifically on an alien world like yeah like that ship there is fleeing the earth because the earth gets blown up by aliens <laughs> there's like yes. there's like two different alien races at war and like earth is like just collateral damage like it just happened to be there while the al- aliens were duking it out and earth blows up which is hilarious Jeez, all those people <laughs> died Oops. wrong place wrong um, time <laughs> yeah but the alien world is really beautiful and it's it's so enormous and like you keep discovering like these new like biomes basically like completely different sorts of habitats and when you get the giant robots and late in the game the giant robots can fly then like you'll start seeing like kind of like i think there's kind of like some like floating islands and stuff which like that stuff never makes any sense scientifically but it always looks like a million percent awesome so yeah (laughs) <laughs> but see, like that's that's the trouble I have is like everything about this game sounds dope as hell. Yeah. Except yeah. the word GRPG. <laughs> he looks have we frozen. Lost Brett? Yeah, Brett looks frozen. Or maybe he's thinking really okay. hard. Yeah. So our new guest host is Brett Medlock, the thinker. He, he <laughs> the he statue. statues. The guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. We can be a two-man show from this point. Oh, oh he's and he's back. back. <laughs> Did you guys hear me say I lost you? Did you thaw out? No, because yeah. you were frozen. We yeah, you were just like this for like a solid minute. Like <laughs> you like were the thinker. Thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, not sure about this opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. You guys just slowly started to die. Oh. <laughs> well, we're back together now. That's what counts. Yep. But uh, yeah, so yeah conclusion is xenoblade x is awesome yeah so my goal now oh go ahead the the reason why it's not on switch is because it it well first of all the the ceo or whatever said years ago that it would be really expensive to 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 port and i'm sure that's true for for one reason or another and the main reason probably is because they'd have to redesign this uh this map system that which was all on the the gamepad before so like the gamepad play with the pro controller though you could but like it was while the gamepad was still like oh, on it's all active. still there oh. yeah like like you it wasn't that you were using one or the other it was that you were using both if you chose to play it like that mm, okay um so like the map had like these like really intricate display options because you can like 
you can like implant cores in the planet that extract resources to do different things and you're like doing that like all over the map so it's actually like this involved activity that you're pressing a lot of buttons on the gamepad for so uh, okay. transitioning all of that to a screen would like i would imagine that would be like a real task yeah hey, uh, could it be just like a pop-up menu or something i don't know i mean like probably like <laughs> i forget anymore like i forget if it was like real time well, well i guess it probably had to be real time to an extent so maybe mm. that also affects things like if you're trying to like do stuff on the map and then like something jumps you on screen that sort of deal yeah so, yeah i don't know one thing that I'm for sure going to do now, I'm going to finish Future Connected and I'm going to play Torna because I never played that either. And yeah, I didn't play that. by the time I do that, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 will probably be at, so I'll just play that. But then after that, I'm going to finally play X. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. It's never going to be ported. I'm just going to buy it on Wii U. Anyway, <laughs> we, have about, we have about 15 more minutes we can talk. So was, was there any other topics you guys wanted to talk about? D- direct, what you're playing, any of that stuff? Well, like, it's wild that that Chrono Cross remaster finally showed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And another win for the big leak from uh, from a GeForce Now, right? Was right. Yeah, right. It it said so, a Chrono Cross remaster was happening, and that's what showed up. Yeah, like, so. everything on that list is happening. Let's just, let's just say it. Like, <laughs> one by one, yeah. So, looking forward to that Final Fantasy IX remake, whenever that shows up. Oh, yeah, that was on there. And it, and it, I don't, yeah. it, and it wasn't talking about, like, a remaster. It was a full remake. It just said Final Fantasy IX remake, and that's all the info we ever got, because obviously Square has never, like, acknowledged that that's a thing. Yeah, it's, and... With Final Fantasy VII Remake not even being completed yet, I don't even, I don't know when that's going to be. Probably like yeah. ten years from now. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask have... you, was there oh, yeah. was there anything that didn't show up that that you thought would show up? But Zelda, that's that's one big topic. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. True. That so... and uh, Donkey Kong. Oh yeah, Donkey Kong. Oh yeah, that was. A... So with Zelda, do you guys think that? it's going to be like their big holiday game or do you think it's going to, it's like pushed to next year, like sometime or not even pushed. Cause wait, it, it, it was confirmed for this year, right? Originally, not originally, but Which more one? recently uh, Zelda. Didn't they say that it was oh. supposed to come out in 2022? Yeah. 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 So, so do you guys and... think it's, it's this holiday or it's not making it? A lot of people think that's Ooh. getting delayed. But I'm I'm putting my foot down. It is coming out this year, <laughs> no later than like November. Thus I saith. Watch it be like December first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful for this year, but I it, it's just like, you know, something to that scale and that degree. I'm willing to 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 wait. I'm not gonna die if I don't play it. Hopefully, I don't <laughs> die, but. You know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna, you know, be super disappointed because in order to I guess like fulfill my expectations, you know, it, I, I I'm wanting something that feels polished, that feels you know, just as big as Breath of the Wild, that offers enough newness, um, you know, things that weren't just shoehorned into the game to make it uh, you know, to to separate itself as a sequel. So, you know, I'm willing to to let it let it simmer, let it let it marinate. <laughs> you know get get the work it needs to get done yeah it's still funny to me that this originally started off as just an expansion for breath of the wild one and then they're like no we're gonna make a new game and then it's gonna take five years (laughs) (laughs) make it make it 10 years 
I mean, at this rate, it, it'll be closer to six years if it comes out next year. Like it came like right. Wow, it's five years and or it's almost. It five came years out in old. March 2017. Yeah, so almost yeah. five Damn. years old now. Yeah, that is insane. So this game yeah. will be probably six years after the first one, after the first Breath of the Wild. At least five and a half. Yeah, pretty yeah. wild. <laughs> so uh, Water but, Kirby uh, is begging us to talk about uh, Fire Emblem Advance Wars and or Klonoa. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So well, Fire Emblem. Mm. I never played the the other Fire Emblem Warriors. I'm just not a big Warriors guy. Mm. Um, but I did recently get that persona strikers game because of uh, playstation plus that's the only one that yeah. has spoken to me because i heard it's more of like it's still warrior style but it's more like a traditional action game like than your than your typical uh muso you know what i mean yeah that and it's a straight up sequel to persona 5 <laughs> yeah that <laughs> that also really narrative straight up sequel to persona 5 which I, I like that game a ton so yeah i'm to play and- it sooner or later Right, and and I I typically don't play Musos, but I did play Persona Five Strikers, and I played Age of Calamity, and oh yeah, it I looks did, like I did beat that one, Age of Calamity. Okay, and it looks like um what they did with Age of Calamity, it looks like they're doing well. Really, what they did with Persona, it looks like they're doing here with this new Fire Emblem, because I think it's just it's like continuing their story. I think. No, that's like, really interesting. I'm not um, a Fire Emblem dude, so I don't. Eh. Well, but... did you uh, did you play Three Houses? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I won't spoil anything just in case you ever do. But I feel like there's some stuff in this trailer that wouldn't make sense if it if it happened okay. after the game. I could be wrong, mm. but um, well, from what it, I remember of the story, it's, I don't know if it fits. It right. could always be like kind of like an alternate universe sort of deal, like Age of Calamity ended up. Yeah, being. that disappointed yeah. me so much. The story <laughs> of that game. <laughs> Like, oh, well. the, the one cool part about it was that you knew it was going to end with everyone dying that was like <laughs> why that was why i wanted to play it so i could see how they were going to do that how how everyone would die but then they're yeah. like no we're from the future or we're from a multiverse <laughs> we're gonna save you and then they all live I'm like what yeah. oh my god classic happy nintendo i guess yeah like yeah. give us give us this crazy kill somebody <laughs> I, w- I wanted to cry at the end of that game, but I ended up just being mad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I might give this this one a shot just because I really loved Three Houses, and I I wouldn't mind seeing more of these characters and stuff. Yeah, it it looks cool. Like I I can tell you right now, I ain't never touching this game, but it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't begrudge anyone who thinks it looks fun because it does look fun. But, yeah, it looks fun. Um, um, but aside from that, Klonoa, I'm, I don't have much um, yeah, knowledge I, on that I, series. I don't think I've ever, I don't, like, it's possible maybe I played it on, like, one of the old school PS1 demo discs, like, a million years ago, but honestly, yeah. I don't even think, I don't even think I played one of them. I'm just, like, I'm just happy, I, like, I, I love that style of platformer, that, mm-hmm. like, you know, mini adventure platformer yeah. with, like, some puzzles and, like, cute mechanics, like, that that that's the time that I like to spend, you know, to to just genuinely relax is play something like that. That I'm, you know, that's why I liked um, uh, ukulele was it in the Impossible, Impossible Lair. Lair. Yeah. I like loved that game, and and not for it being difficult, but but for like you know unlocking stuff in the overworld. Then I was, you know, really challenging at times, uh, platforming. But it never felt like overbearing. It never felt overwhelming. 
and you could i genuinely like the characters you know more more in the 2d experience than the the 3d um one that came out first but i don't know that it, it, that's the sweet spot for me is 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 a title like that kind of yeah. like Tumba. yeah so yeah, did I you? Play, yeah, I think of I think of Tumba when I when I think of yeah. Klonoa because I played I did play a demo of Tumba a million years ago and I thought it was really fun, <laughs> so I associated those two. But congrats to everyone who actually wanted this. I know those people are like really vocal on Twitter. So yeah, yeah it's, good, it's so good weird. For you like guys. I, I'm happy for you. Like my my biggest takeaways from from the direct were uh, Klonoa, um, the uh, Switch Sports. Yeah. And Kirby. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Kirby still sports. looks great. Uh, that game yeah. is awesome. God. Kirby yeah. is, is the style of game I think you were talking of or uh, talking about. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just like this linear, fun adventure platformer. Mm-hmm. Not not quite the, the scale of something like Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Or like, On a smaller um, scale. Odyssey. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's that that is fun to me. You know, mm-hmm. the, I can still I still feel like there's a challenge there, but they do like you know he's a soda machine like that's so yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, adorable just so corpy yeah <laughs> like how could you not like something like that and i don't care how old i get like i'm still gonna like games like that <laughs> yeah yeah and N- nintendo understands its its audience mouthful mode what yeah. on earth were they thinking with that one? <laughs> glorious but, uh, meme potential look at it yeah oh. it looks looks so much fun i'm excited <laughs> it's co-op like that's gonna be great yeah um, right and but then, yeah, was there any other topics you guys wanted to talk about, Rufus? Well, since Greg mentioned it, Switch Sports, like, it just, oh, yeah. it, 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 it's like Nintendo was just like, hey, you know what made a lot of money? <laughs> Let's bring it back. Sports, <laughs> yeah. Change it slightly. Yeah. Like, cause like, the, even like the, like the logos and stuff, like it, it, it all has that same vibe. Like they use the same colors and fonts, I think, as Wii Sports. Like mm-hmm. they're trying to make it as, it's like a as series obvious now. as possible. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The sports series is just... Right. But the, it's like the smartest thing they ever could have done. I mentioned it to you guys in the chat afterwards. And, and it's like, you know, they capitalized on gamers that weren't gamers during that, that Wii generation. I mean, my parents went out and bought a Wii and, you know, <laughs> yeah. granted my sister my mom is 14 years younger. Yeah. 14 years younger than me. And, and like, whenever I'd go home, we'd all play and my mom would smoke my ass in bowling every <laughs> single time. But she'd it was like, like curving the ball, like doing these crazy moves. <laughs> and she'd go, she'd go, woo! Woo! like she knew she was going to get a strike. And she did. She was putting on these golden gloves before. <laughs> yeah. <each other>. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, great. but nice. you know that what a smart move to you know if if we really are in between generations and they're really you know queuing up whatever it is coming next to to you know extend the the switch brand as well as um you know kind of not have that gap that the Wii U and the Switch did then what better way to have a you know kick-ass console and um, switch sports and you can play it on either one of them regardless of what you own well i guess besides the switch light but yeah <laughs> yeah that's weird i forgot all about that oh, really it was it was subscription based i didn't know yeah i think they like updated it listening, we have a man in our ear at the moment <laughs> oh yeah i don't know I don't, I don't think anyone can hear eric so they just think we're yeah. talking to jesus god <laughs> um <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Oh, so they okay. can't hear. All right. You hear his his sex his sexy sultry voice. <laughs> but yeah, guys. I, unfortunately, I'm gonna I have to cut the the show a little short because I got I got to make it to a movie. But uh, <laughs> if people want to know where to find John, where can they find you? On the unemployment line, hit me up for a job. <laughs> you could find him at Escapist. <laughs> and uh, what is your Twitter? Oh, it's on the screen, uh, actually. Yep, at oh. John Frischer. And I'm making a video game ever so slowly called Boss Saga. You can go to boss-saga.com. You can check that out. We got a new blog post up today. And you did about our music. Yes. <laughs> Now, Greg, if people want to find you or see you stream some video games, where can they go? I'm probably going to play some Apex after this and stream it. Um, but you can find me, uh, all my socials, at uh, dynamite underscore giraffe. My Twitter is the only one that's all jacked up. But uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, at dynamite underscore giraffe. And somebody said in the chat that, <laughs> that Switch Sports doesn't have boxing, and I'm like really disappointed now. That's weird. I guess because of arms. <laughs> maybe. It's the case, that's stupid. Legit, maybe, yeah. Boycott. Yeah. The weird thing is, I think um, what is one of them is coming as an update. It's either tennis or golf. It might be golf. Yeah, golf is it's coming as an coming update. Coming as an yeah. update, which is they, weird. They rush this game out the door. Yeah. Like, let's, just, <laughs> let's just send it out unfinished, and then we'll update it later. Yeah. Like like most games nowadays, let's be honest. Yeah. And hey, we'll just wait after it prints money. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. This has been Spot Dodge, episode six. Thanks a lot for hanging out. If you made it this far into the show, it means a lot. Um, this show is going to be having some changes soon. I'm gonna, I'll probably make an announcement on the channel. So be sure to hit that subscribe button if you want to find this show, possibly somewhere else. I know that sounds <gasps> weird, but it'll all make sense in the future. And yeah. thanks for hanging out. Goodbye. See you guys. See ya.